0: God is enough. Do you believe it? Let's talk about that next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, this is Truth For Today with our teacher and pastor Phil Howard. Hi there, and welcome to our program today, God is Enough, that is the title of our series, Today's message is simply entitled, Even Youth Will Fail. And indeed, our frail, mortal bodies and our frail, mortal life, sin-riddled as it is, will always fail. But God is enough. And that's the encouraging message we take away from today's broadcast. Join us. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast now of Truth For Today.
1: If I had my way, you'd melt them all. It was, I forget which reformer it was, says, melt all the idols in the churches and put the saints in circulation. He wanted to melt the silver and gold. And he said, then we could put the saints in circulation, make money out of them. You don't get it, but that's okay. Uh, don't you understand that he who sits on the circle of the earth? Notice there, God never did say the earth was flat. Science said that. Science said the earth was flat. And if you study the life of Christopher Columbus, he read in Isaiah that the earth was a circle. And he said, I'm going outside the Gibraltar Straits and I'm going to sail that way and I won't drop off of a flat earth. It's a circle because I believe Isaiah. You could study It's a historical fact. Science gets mixed up. This God doesn't get mixed up. He said he's looking from the sphere, the circle of the earth. Now, are you impressed with princes? Look at verse 23. Brings princes to nothing. Where is Saddam Hussein? Where did we find Saddam? On a throne, a groveling and a hole in the ground. Where is Noriega? Been down rotting in a prison down in South America, but has come to faith in Jesus Christ. I just read about it. Where is Hitler with his lover in the bunker and takes the Sinai tablets and kills himself? Where is that country? It has come back. But where was the mighty man that will extinguish Jews and kill gypsies and kill blacks and be the pope of the whole world? No, Hitler, you won't. You're impressed with princes and power. But God says right here, he is above the princes. Who brings princes to nothing, makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness? Scarcely are they planted. Scarcely are they sown. Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. See you, Saddam. See you, Hitler. See you, Haman. See you, this one. They're all going to crash because Psalms 2 said Messiah a resurrected Jewish man called Jesus Christ of Nazareth is going to reign over the nations and he's going to put them under his foot like a footstool and he's going to say, I am king, I am Lord, I will take the earth. (laughs) Now young people, you won't hear this in class, but this is our God. This is the God you'll have to leave. and You'll have to find another God. Be sure what God you pick. Because whatever God you pick is where you'll end. There's only one God that's made the heaven. It's this God, the God of Isaiah 40. And he's telling Israel, you've been giving up your children. I've sent you in to captivity in Babylon 70 years. Assyria has brutalized you in the north. And now in the dysphoria, they're still scattered. Oh, Israel, my heart longs to bring you back to me, the true and living God. He goes on. Look at the world. Look at the size of it. Verse 25, to whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him? Lift up your eyes and see who created these. Look up. Have you ever asked, who made all that? Well, let's see, the Big Bang, an amoeba. Uh, you know, this stuff didn't even really start till the late eight, 1890s with Darwin. Okay, you got a Big Bang, that's pretty creative. Uh, and an amoeba, they've come a long ways. No wonder we're trillions of years old. That amoeba's had to do a lot of walking. Uh and he says, because Israel as a whole was theistic, and even if they picked the idols, they would ascribe to them the same. You know, their gods had to do it. But watch, lift up your eyes. Who brings out all these stars? Who calls them by name? And the great but stop. The first thing he says is um, Israel, have you forgotten? The size of your God. You've been in the God market. You're looking for God. Young people, let me tell you. You're looking for the God in your life. And your peers uh, are doing drugs, sex, booze, come from broken homes. And you're stuck with some parents or somebody that's dragging you down here. And you say, I can't wait to boat and do my own thing. What you're really saying is, I want to go away from the great, great God, and I'm going to choose lesser gods, and they will destroy you. Other gods always... See, the only God in the Bible that gives is our God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every other God ever invented, you have to support them, and you they stay mad, they want your sons, they want your body... Uh, they want your rice. You're always trying to get the gods happy. This God starts out and says, by the way, I'm a happy God. By the way, you don't have to bring me rice. You can't feed me. By the way, Israel, if you kill a thousand oxen, do you think you're feeding me? If you cut down every tree in Lebanon, you think I'm impressed with your altars? No, I'm a great happy God. That would be just fine without you. I just decided to make you mine. I want to love you. I want to be good to you. Young people, our God wants to bless you like you can't imagine. He wants you to know his son and come to have eternal life. He wants you to direct his steps all the way through peer pressure, puberty, hormones, pimples, and ugly boys. He, he, he wants to guide you, and that, boys, you're good-looking, especially Dominic's a good-looking dude. Okay, and, and so he wants to guide you. He wants to guide you through life. I was saved at 14, backslid over rock and roll, just like Bobby and Nick do, and... Uh, uh, And Because I wanted to go to dances, and our our church group, you couldn't be in dances and rock and roll. So I backslid, because I loved to hear those guys play. Got right with the Lord by the time I was 15, said yes to preaching. And so from 15 on, I've been asking God to be my God, direct my steps. I cannot tell you how much pain he's kept me from. I cannot tell you how wonderful it is To be married to a godly woman and not an idol of a playmate. To have a woman that Christ indwells. And as God told me when I dated her, if you ever hurt her, I will break your neck (laughs) because you're dating my daughter. When you date God's kids, you've got to be careful. The old man of that girl may not even be up that night and he could be out at a bar, but if she's a Christian, so watch out, guys. And if he's a Christian, you're messing with a divine family. Do you think God would invest the blood of his son in my wife and not care how I dated her? You gotta be crazy. This God is jealous over what's his. You think you mothers and men are jealous? You've not. This God unapologetically said, I am a jealous God. I'll share you with no one else. Get over it. A love that doesn't have a certain amount of godly possessiveness for good isn't the kind of love God has. Well, he tells them, I'm this great God. But here's the question. And Israel raised it. So what, you're great. You don't care about me. My problems are hidden from you. And this is what Israel said. So the second question is, is your God big enough? And number two, does your God care for you? Or will he abandon you in your youth? Will he not be there? He's only the God for old folks, you know. He's only the God for when you're dying and you're in the ICU unit. I used to tell that to God. God, let me sin all I want. And when I'm about 70, I'll be glad to take you up. I'm too young to not let my body be used for sin. Why waste such a wonderful body? And the Lord kept telling me, hey, Hambone, you may not be here another 24 hours. I was living during the Russia era and the Sputnik era and the Cold War and Adlai Stevenson and the UN. And we were at Egypt. We were at the Suez Canal. This scared boy thought we were going to world war. And I thought, I don't have any fallout shelter to keep me from the wrath of God. I need a Savior now. Kids, you don't have forever. You've got today. You may not be alive tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Right now. Right now. Remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days come when your health goes and life comes over you and the seasons of life diminish you. Do it before you get Alzheimer's. Do it before you get dementia. Do it before you die of AIDS. Why don't you trust him in the best time of your life? We need you. And you need him desperately. Listen to what he says, verse 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. You're a great God, I guess. Isaiah sure wrote a lot. But you don't care about us. You let Assyria come in. You let Babylon come. Where are you? We need you now. He said, "Oh Jacob, Jacob. I loved you all the way back there when you were fleeing Esau. I've loved you. I loved your father Abraham when he was a moon worshiper in Ur. I chose him out, I revealed myself to him. Oh, Jacob, how could you say I don't care? Then he tells him, Why do you say this? Have you not known? Have you not heard? I'm the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. I don't faint. I don't get tired. My understanding is unsearchable. I know everything you're going through. I've got all the strength you need, and I love you. I care for you. I'm not only the omnipotent God. I'm the only one of the gods that shows compassion, love, and mercy on the worshiper. No other gods have compassion like this God. No other God. It was his son who came to bear our transgression who said to those weighed down with godless Judaism at the time of Jesus. He said, you're weighed down with lots of rules and regulations, Israel. I invite you, come to me and I'll give you rest. Come to me. I won't put more on you. Come, get, I'll put you in my yoke and you'll find rest. You'll find ease, you'll find humility and meekness, and you'll find Messiah will enfold you in the yoke of fellowship. I I don't want to put more on you, Israel. I want to bear the burden. Our God is available. He loves. But here's the question. Well, if you care, how do I gain access to your care? How do I get access to all this power? You told you know, it's like you get all this strength. Don't describe to me how strong my enemies are; it will only depress me. But when you start talking about the strength of my friend, let's say of a father or a brother or someone that loves me, oh, I love to hear their strength described. And so he's described God's strength. And I says, I care. But here's the number three question that you need to deal with. How do I gain access to it? You got all this power. Are you aware that I'm drowning in my problem? I'm weak. I'm defeated. I'm being subjected to foreign powers. I don't seem to be able to charge of anything. How do I get any access to you? Oh, I'll tell you. You want to know? Yeah. You said. well, let me tell you this. Every category, old men, old women, and even youth need me. They will faint. They will be weary. You're not strong enough for what's ahead of you in life. I want to invite you to the only power that can get you through. And let me tell you how you can access it. And watch this close, young people. Watch this. Verse 30. This is how you access it. The carrying God's power. Watch what he says. He gives power to the faint. How many of you could say, I've been there? Good. I, whew, I've been faint many times. I'm wore out. I, I don't know how to solve it. What, what, I, uh, let's see. He says, uh, uh, and I give strength to the weary. Have you ever been weary? Now, if I could get to thinking about it, we could all get real weary right now. And and young men, come on. They're the the young uh, Rambos. They represent all the strength and go. They shall be exhausted. Watch. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me tell you two things about this verse. The word wait is sometimes translated wait or hope. They're interchangeable in the Hebrew. Wait, the idea is not passive waiting. It's waiting with hope of God's intervention. Sometimes it's translated trust. Those who wait expectantly for God's help. It's an attitude of faith. For future help. I'm calling on you right now Lord. I'm expecting you. So we call it hope. But the idea of this word wait. Is not just. (sighs) No. No no. No. It, It is active. Trusting expectation. For God's help. Now notice what he says he'll do. He'll renew. Your strength. Now. Now this is worth. Uh, the whole message, what I'm going to tell you now, and I'll be taking a love offering for myself on the side for this <laughs> great nugget, uh, that this little word, uh, I've studied it before, but i studied it again. And the Hebrew word here for renew is literally the word change. And it was used of changing your garments. You need a new change of clothes? It's used that way. Uh, For you scholars, if you'll see me, I'll give you all the Hebrew references to it later. You come see me. I got the notes, but that'll cost you. Um, But it's used about eight times in the Hebrew Old Testament. The same word, change clothes, change garments, get rid of dirty garments. Put on new. Get rid of garments. Uh, He said, put on the garment of beauty. Uh, Be clean. And and the, the translation would be, come to me and exchange. Make an exchange with me. And what is the exchange? It's this. Bring your weakness and I'll give you my strength. Bring your incompetence. And I'll give you my competence. I'll bring uh, your ignorance. And I'll give you some of my omniscience. Bring your impotence. I'll give you some of my omnipotence. Bring uh, your fainting. I'll give you my fullness. Will you show up and admit, first of all, you don't have it? And know that this great, majestic God who hears Jacob and hears you complain that he doesn't care and he asks you this I haven't been meeting you in the change room you know when you want to buy some nice clothes they've got those change rooms and if you're really ragged you don't want to wear the ones you wore in out you put them in the bag and he's just saying faith And trust in me and coming to me with all your inadequacy. Hey, young people, we know you're going back to school. We know there's drugs there. We know promiscuity is on every corner, especially from 12 on. We know it's not cool to be a church kid. We know that. It wasn't cool for me. I went through Helms and Richmond High. And I only knew five other Christians. And I used to run with the athletes and the dudes. I hung out by myself most of the time because every weekend was describing who they slept with or how they got drunk. I couldn't hang with them. I started preaching by the ninth grade. It was lonely. It was lonely. But wonderful. I took Jesus instead of them. And over here, I've already... Seen them buried, many of them. And they died of this, they died of that. Many died at Vietnam. All kinds of tragic ends. I want to tell you, hear me, hear me, hear me. Every day with Jesus is better than the day before. Amen. Every day. Every day. And, and you say, well, you're, you're getting too old to sin. I'm not getting too old to know that I'm going to die But I'm kind of happy at the thought of it. For me to live is Christ and to die will be gain. I will be shouting the day I die. In my spirit is immediately I will be with the Lord. Where will you be? Without Christ you will immediately be in hell. Immediately. So you better let the good times roll while you're going to hell. You might have to stand up and make some sacrifices and say no to some sin. But let me tell you, the real party's coming. It's over there. It's there. We're going someplace. We're going someplace. And I just tell you what we want to do. As a church and as parents, we want you kids going back. What I love to do is get some of our elders, have our young people that are going back to school. Any parent that wants to come, if the kid will let you. If they won't, be embarrassed. them, stay in the pew. Um, that... Uh, I think we ought to pray for our young people going back to school. Let's say that sixth grader to twelfth grader. And we want to lay hands on them. We're going to pray. God, Our God is bigger than the school system. Our God's bigger than peer pressure. And kids, when it gets rough and when you've blown it, don't give up. Don't think this church is going to reject you. We've all failed. We know what the teen years are like. We want to stand for you, fight for you. And I'll say this, parents. Don't be passive about your kids being lost. Would you help us? Would you help us? We need workers. We need finance. We need prayer. We're going to dedicate the month of October to 35 days of prayer. Because we think this church and our community desperately needs a praying church. I don't care about the budget, the color, of the pews, but I do care if we pray. If we'll pray, God will heal. God will heal.
0: Our series is simply entitled, God is Enough. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we thank you for spending time with us. And trust that your time wasn't put to waste. As we conclude our thoughts together here, we would remind you that copies of the broadcast are available, as well as resource materials from our website, valleybible.org. Again, feel free to stop by anytime, valleybible.org. If you'd like a copy of today's program, simply mention today's date when you contact us, or for a gift of $10 or more, we'll send you the entire series called God Is Enough. You can reach us by phone at 855-833-9864. Again, that's 855-833-9864. Or, as mentioned a moment ago, stop by our website, valleybible.org. You'll find all of our contact information there, as well as an opportunity to contact us through our website via email. We have other resource materials available, as well as information about who we are and what we believe. In fact, please accept our invitation to join us for worship here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. The details, directions, and service times can all be found at our website valleybible.org or simply call us once again 855-833-9864. This broadcast is available through TFT Sustainers. In other words, as you come alongside us and partner with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on KFAX. And as a way of saying thanks, we'll bring back to you a quarterly newsletter, a a once-a-year special gift. And you can always take a break with Pastor Phil weekly with his video devotional. Again, that's all part of our TFT sustainers. When you contact us, let us know you'd like to partner with us financially. That would mean a great deal to us. One more time, 855-833-9864 is our phone number. And our website, if you're giving securely online, is at valleybible.org. Or write to us, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. Thank you for spending time with us today, and until next week at this same time, may the Lord richly bless you as you seek His truth for today.